The Perth Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Macron Store Perth, an industry leader in quality teamwear specialising in grassroots, semi-pro and professional team attire. Visit the Macron Sports Hub Perth Facebook page for more. Thank you to Macron for helping us keep the pod running and for their continuous involvement in community sport. Another glut of goals in this week of the MPL. A wacko, jacko, haddo, caddo, polting Armadale up into the top four and just two points off Red Star at the top, while Laura Waltman left it late to break Balcatta Hearts and keep any hope of a title push alive in the women's MPL. All that and more on this week's Perth Football Podcast. And welcome back to the Perth Football Podcast for another week. Another week of goals and drama and uh, teams changing places on the ladder all over the place. Uh, I'm Sean Fry, your host of the Perth Football Podcast. Uh, Thank you once again for putting us in your ears wherever you are. Uh, We are joined by, uh, I mean, I've run out of ways to describe uh, his refereeing performances, uh, but Alex Novatsis, how would you go on the weekend? Depends who you ask, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was okay. Had had a few games. I did four games over the weekend. So four games. Yeah, good for the fitness, good for the wallet as well, apparently. But yeah, um, yeah I don't get to they see it. They pay you pretty days. well, do they? Well, I don't see it. So yeah, it comes in <laughs> and it's gone. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, and I was lucky enough to, to referee. I actually made my debut on Friday night in the MPL Women's. So that was oh, exciting. Really? Oh, you there on uh, Friday night? Yeah, I was uh, in the middle there. So that Fantastic. was good. Um, and then 20s for Balcata Ingwood, then on the line. And then. Um, I was lucky enough to referee Quinana, sorry, Wembley versus Quinana, Quinana's first win of the season. So, yeah, I was told by a certain Wembley uh, coach that never to go back there again because every time I referee them, they've lost, so they don't want to see me again. <laughs> but they're not, they're not blaming you. It's more of no, a... No, no, I think a, a bad luck charm, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah, fair That's enough. Right. Okay. Uh, Sam Geddes is back as well. Sam. Hello. Get a bit closer to the microphone. You might need to just move it there. Yeah. I was scared I was going to knock you out, Kalichi. No, do not be scared of uh, hurting <laughs> Kalichi. He's, he's, he's been beaten worse in his in his past. He loves a scrap on the football field. You won't hear from him uh, in the – well, maybe in the set part two when I have to sub off, but um, uh, he'll be doing his producer duties today because we have a very, very special guest in the studio, uh, one of the mum mums, or the only mum mum, who told me she hates mum. And I thought, I thought, how can you be hate being called mum? But – you were saying you hate mum as an abbreviation for Murdoch University, Melville. You don't actually hate being called mum. Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ka- uh, <laughs> Katie. Yes, Almost said right. Catherine, which you also hate. Uh, Ka- uh, Katie Schubert, thank you so much for coming in. It's uh, it, We really appreciate you yeah, taking the time and coming in on a Monday night. I'm sure you've got better things to do, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have you for as long as you'll be here. No worries. Thanks for having me. I actually missed training tonight to be here. So, oh, really? Um, win-win. Yeah, that's all right. That's oh, all right. fantastic. Um, yeah, and it meant that I was able to get my daughter down to bed before I left too, so that was quite nice. So Okay. Well, I, I mean, I was very excited over the weekend because our um, uh, Perth Football Podcast curse was spectacularly broken um, by uh, Wacko Jacko, Chris Jackson, going and having a hat-trick after coming on the podcast. Um, but uh, that's going to have to wait until uh, part two when I've gone. But well, we've got you here. Let's start with what's going on at Murdoch University Melville at the moment because that's back-to-back 3-3 draws on a Friday night. Um, and I was down at their NTC game, which was just the most ridiculous game of two halves I've ever seen and, and thoroughly entertaining in the second half. almost fell asleep in the first, no offence. Um, but uh, what, was the, what was the game this week like? Because I didn't catch that one. Obviously, you didn't over yeah. as well, so feel free to, uh, to weigh in. Well, I, I didn't catch it or wasn't that... Uh... <laughs> 
No, so yeah, tell us tell us about the action. Yeah, well, I mean, we'd prefer games not to have six goals and um, drawing them three three. Um, ideally, we're not conceding that many goals in a game. Um, this week, we left the game obviously a bit disappointed, um, giving up a goal in the last minute of the game, essentially. Um, it almost felt like a loss for us um, because we felt we we had it in the bag and we're ready to go with the three points. Um, yeah, so exciting games, but not necessarily the way we want them to pan out at the moment. Um, and yeah, we're, we're happy that we're competing and, and we're competing with every every team week in, week out, um, but we need to get more of the three points week in, week out so we can continue to be in in that top four um, going into the end of the season. So, um, yeah, overall the, the game, we're, we're happy with the way we're, we're playing and aspects of the game, um, but we need to put in a full 90 minutes of, of performance um, and we are seeming to give up goals at the end of halves or right after we score, so those key moments in the game. But that happens when you've got a really young squad. Um, the excitement then can really play into that. So we need to ensure that we're, we're being smart um, after we score and ensuring we can get the three points. So can I ask you about the NTC game the week before? Uh, and obviously you can only divulge as much as uh, the coaches would, would allow you to, but that... The first, it was a really interesting, and I, I say I nearly fell asleep in the first half uh, in very much tongue in cheek because it was tactically, it was very, very interesting because you basically were sitting from halfway up to about 25 yards out from NTC's goal and just a block of players and, and just really disciplined everyone in position and no one sort of just pressing gung ho. And then second half, it was very much just everyone pressing gung ho. Was that something that you'd worked on or was it a, was that just yeah. something that was set at halftime to, to do or what was the story? Um, I think you'll see in the games that we play, we've got um, a few different presses that we do do and we put into effect at different points in the game. Um, <laughs> um, essentially, we know the way that NTC set up. They're, they're a team that want to play out from the back. They want to find the gaps um, in between by pulling players out to press the, the back four, or particularly the centre-backs. Um, so we know that. So we were quite smart in the way that we wanted to defend, um, particularly in that game. And you'll find that we do it in some other games as well. Um, but yeah, essentially, it's just um, waiting for them to make decisions. Um, and then we'll we'll tactically um, win the ball and, and try to build up play and um, potentially sometimes catch them out on counter-attacks. Um, but playing to our strengths as a team and and, you know, we, I think there's been some commentary over Facebook pages and stuff about us sitting in a block. Um, I, I kind of disagree a little bit with some of those comments um, because I think, yes, we're sitting in a block, but we're not sitting in a block in our in our own 18-yard box no, waiting to bring absolutely. on the pressure. I mean, as a centre-back, I'm sitting at halfway. Um, yep. So we are inviting some things and we are exposing ourselves at times. Yep. Um, and if we you can hit a good ball over the top and get someone in behind, it's, and, well, and that's how the NTC ended up scoring, obviously, with uh, Lala just getting a long ball over the top and she's yep. through. So there is a, a big risk that comes with playing that way. That was obviously started after you started engaging that press. But I, I spoke to Ben Anderson afterwards and – I thought that he said, from my memory, that he said that he was sitting in a low block. And I was like, it's definitely not a low block. It's at least like, I'd call it a high block. And then I listened back. He, he did say mid block. So he's yeah. saying, you're sitting in a block of players, but it's not it's not Jose Mourinho's Chelsea sitting with six uh, six in the back, like uh, literally a back six, and then a 
three in front and then one sort of roaming. It's very, it's a very, very high press. And if someone does get in behind, you all have to get back very, very quickly yeah. and then get up very, very quickly. So there's a lot of fitness required. Yeah, there as and well. it's it's done collectively. So it, I think it's a collective press. So if you know one of our players do go, we all go, um, and it's in a collective decision to do that. So um, yeah, and we've I think you'll find it's not the first year we've played like this either. Um, it is some of the stuff that we have instilled across the the club and some of uh, some of the work Mark Jones has done as the technical director at our club. Um, and so you'll see some of these concepts um, throughout other teams across Murdoch as well. But so. then that, that particular NTC game, was it something at, at halftime where we said we're going to press more um, or was it just the way the game played out? No, I think you'll see um, in probably at halftime what we talked a little bit about was just um, sometimes our, we did get a bit too deep into our own half and so we didn't want that. Um, so it was probably just pushing a little bit, little bit higher. Um, obviously a change completely tactically when we went down. Um, knowing that we wanted to not lose the game. Um, so, yeah, we went a bit more into a full-on press there and, and we'll do that in games when we when we go down. Yeah, and, uh, and season ahead, what's what are we looking at now? In, before we get on to the rest of the league and the results over the weekend, what are we looking at in terms of uh, a goal? Where, where does uh, Murdoch... Yeah, so, where where are you setting your sights for the, for the remainder of the season? Yeah, so I think the the first thing is game by game. We want to be competitive. Yeah, but that's the boring um, one. That's the, that that's is, the one, yeah. <laughs> it is boring. But um, I think early on you would have seen a result that we had against Perth um, that we, you know, cons- I, I think it was six nil. Um, we don't want games like that at all. Um, and week in, week out, we want to be competitive. We want to ensure we're in that top four. Um, that's the ultimate goal, but I also don't think we're out of sight of, you know, competing beyond that top four, depending on how results go. I think as we've seen throughout the season, yeah. results are flying all, all what's direction. So yeah. well, obviously um, Red Star are looking the team to catch now. They've, I've said the last couple of weeks, they look like the team that's threatening to pull away um, just through that sheer consistency. Not necessarily that any game that I've seen of theirs has been the best football I've ever seen, but they are very well drilled and they are, you know, starting to pull away now. They're on 26 points and, and they're nine points ahead of, of Mar- uh, mm. I won't say Mum, Murdoch University, <laughs> Melville in, in fifth. But then the gap to sec, the Fremantle the second now after that um, that dramatic uh, late win they had, uh, just uh, two points ahead of, of Murdoch. So that top four is, oh, it's certainly up for grabs. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll move on to that Fremantle Balcata and um, Sam's here and has a bit of an inside track on that one as well. But the um, Jamie Lee Gale, uh, Kalichi, if uh, you've got a soundbite, uh, teed up there amongst the million screens that I asked you to open up, and um, it it might be time to hit that button. Now you listen here, he's not the Messiah, he's a very naughty boy. Or girl, uh, we do have a naughty boy as well who was actually down at the front. Oh, this all just ties in. This is like wheels within wheels, Inception stuff. But uh, Kieran Salinger also got a red card uh, for. Inglewood on the Saturday, uh, and he, uh, when when I got down there late, I was supposed to be doing the commentary for Fremantle Belcatter, and I didn't realise that Fremantle kick off at one o'clock and everyone else in the league kicks off at three. So I got there for the last 10 minutes of that one and uh, just in time to see uh, 
Tia Stonehill's uh, delightful finish to make it 2-2 and then uh, Laura Waltman go on to win it late. It was a, yeah, a thrilling, dramatic game. But back on the naughty boys and girls, we uh, we saw Kieran's uh, red card, Kalichi and I, before this and, and his was for a, uh, have you seen this one, Nova? It's, I'd, I'd, I would I would actually love to hear your uh, your view on it from Saturday. Which game? It was a, it was the Inglewood game, and um, I saw it live. Already was, on a, already on, on a yellow. I was on the line. And you're on the line, yeah. And uh, and right he's next just to him, giving him a little body check, hasn't he? As uh, he's, yeah. he wasn't playing the ball at all. So so no, he's already on a yellow. It's late in the game. We're trying to try and paint the picture. Kalichi does this so 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 well, and this is where I'm really sad. He's off the microphone. He just he paints a picture for you. So if he's describing a situation, I'm listening to the podcast that I wasn't on. I was like, I feel like I was there. So let me try. So uh, Inglewood, uh, late late in the game. Uh, what was the score there by the end? Uh, finished at that time, it was 4-2 uh, at that four stage. Two. So, I mean, the game's essentially over game the 92nd done. minute. Yeah. And um, uh, that's why you don't play additional time. Yeah, yes, exactly. I've always yeah. said it. Hey, stop. St- no, I, I'm, joking, I'm, I'm no, all no, about to stop you start do clock, but let's, yeah, uh, no, let's leave that out because the traditionalists will hate us. But um, it's giving him a uh, as as uh, the opposition have gone forward, he's in the middle of the pitch, player running towards him, and he just steps into him and gives him a body check. Yep. Not going anywhere near the ball, no other intention but to obstruct the player. And I'll take you back 20 seconds before that. Oh, please do. Basically what had happened at that stage, Kieran went to clear a ball and the Balcata players lunged into him, not got him. Kieran's fallen down with, with a very loud noise and obviously not given a free kick, which he had wanted. Lo and behold, what happens? They attack straight away. He's angry. He's upset. <laughs> yeah. He's made sure I know about it. He's made sure Shane Skinner knows about it. And then he's just, he's body, like you say, body checked. It's it's stopping yeah. a promising attack. And that was the player. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it That's was the thing. He got confused. Was there was a, it was a different yeah. player. But, Sorry, um, Kieran. Yeah. And lovely guy. So he was guy. down at the Freo and I uh, spoke to him with along with Rosalie uh, Stonehill, who was uh, ne- never short of a word or two. <laughs> but um, I got there right on time for, for Tia to uh, put one in the back of the net. And so we all had a nice little um, celebration and a dance over that. But... Um, yeah, that that was the the one red card in the men's, the one red card in the women's. If we uh, just oh, there's two up. though. You missed one keeper from Balcata oh, as well. Of course, sorry. We there's can't your dogzo. Naughty boy, Simon. Well, was it a dogzo or yep. was it? He came flying in like the karate kid as well. I, th- I think you got it. You got a, a choice. Red. You got a choice. Yeah. He's he's. I think if you can't really see it clearly, I was like, you had a good view, but it was dogzo by hand. So what he's done, he's missed the ball and he's it's oh, actually has hit he? his hand. Ah, I see. Lo and behold, he did destroy Dunfay at the time as well. But <laughs> yeah. um, so he could have been done for dogzo by foul, dogzo by hand, or um, or serious foul play. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a choice. Like so it was, yeah. it was an interesting conversation. <laughs> what do we go it with? It's easy for you. It's yeah, like, yeah, it does. He was still complaining though. He's oh, you have to. <laughs> It's standard. It's like you can send me off for yeah. one of three things. The communication, the communication was good because the referee did say to him, "You choose what you're being sent off for. Just go." <laughs> <laughs> so it was um, Shane's great. His communication is really yeah, good. That's, uh, that's one out of the Nova playbook, surely. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. actually me just tell him to choose. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right, and then on to the uh, final recap of the of the round, which was the Jamie Lee Gale. Do you want to describe us uh, the the two yellows? It was not the way she that- told us before, though. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so Jamie's basically through, reigns the keeper. As she's about to shoot, uh, EJ Davis has um, decided that she would like to wear her Fremantle shirt, I think. Um, <laughs> it's just started pulling. I don't know why she's done it either, but um, I reckon I'd have been calling for a yellow as well if I was on the Fremantle bench, but here we are. So was it in the penalty area? 
Yeah. Was she going to score? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a red. Oh, okay. Yeah, because well, she's not attempted to play the ball. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so it's, so a, like, it's a red. Yeah. So the decision, the, the, the referee, there you go. Good referee decision. Yeah. You got one. Yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 this was no, only no, a no, yellow. No, 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 no. What do you mean? No, no, no. So she got a second yellow later. No, 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 no. Oh, this is, this is, this is good. Oh, sorry, she does get a yellow in this passage of play, but. No. Oh, hang on. So Jamie's Jamie's about to shoot. Yeah. And EJ's grabbed her shirt from behind to stop her from shooting. Jamie then goes and scores, and as EJ runs past her to pick the ball up, Jamie pushes her in the back. So just like oh. I said, in this passage, she gets the yellow card. But EJ yeah, gets but nothing. EJ gets nothing. Yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, so they miss the shirt so pull. So it's retaliation, yeah. right? Wow. Yeah, so they and miss then, the shirt pull, and then she shoves her into the yeah. into the net. Um, Interesting. So what you're saying is Jamie Okay, so she scored gone, from It's she, gone in Jamie anyway. should have just gone down. Well, the Do you want to take the risk of yeah. missing the penalty yeah. as well, though? So, yeah. Um, so she yeah, scored the goal yeah, and yeah, yeah. remonstrated afterwards, which, I mean, yeah, you just, that's, that's just silly, isn't it? Yeah. There's just it, no need yeah. to do It's that. frustration, but it's very silly. Let's, let's be honest. It's silly. You've scored. There's no need to. And then to compound that, the reason that you don't want silly yellow cards like that is that you put yourself at risk of them being sent off, which happened because... Um, well, I don't know if it's the tackle, if someone... Yeah, if well, that's what pulls, I didn't know either, yeah. She pulls, does she, I don't know if she pulls someone down or if she says something after to the ref to say it's never a free there, kick or something. There was a bit of a... It, it Definitely looked, I wasn't next to her, so <laughs> I don't know what she said. It, <laughs> looked, she it looked to me like it was... Well, we thought watching from the sideline it was for the foul because it was a bit off the ball and it was maybe a soft one, but it was one that... But apparently the ref said it was a, de- a definite scoring opportunity... And she was the last defender. No way. Was it yellow or red? That was a yellow, a second yellow. So it'd be a spark. And I didn't think it was either of those, to be fair. Yeah. And then we're hearing rumours that it was for, yeah, for something she might have said afterwards. So we... We don't know, uh, but... The, ref, but, the but, ref would know, I hope. Yeah, possibly. But either way, you're not in that position if you haven't... I mean, Jamie's one of those people that probably scoring, would have said so. thank you after getting the red card. Like, that's how nice she is. Well, <laughs> so. I, that was the thing that I liked the least, actually, was because she did the clap in the face of the referee after he sent her off. So that that to me was the sour taste on that. But that was... She's, she's got a naughty... She's, got, she's in the Naughty Girls for the weekend. And, and, and as, as you know, as, as a mother... Um, you can be a naughty girl one week and then be an angel the next. So as, once she's back, I'm sure uh, all of that will be out of her system. Uh, but what a game. It's, uh, it was pretty end-to-end from what I saw and 3-2. And, and I did miss the, the first half. Yeah, so I, I watched the game back on um, streamer after all the, all the NTC stuff. But um, we, we were talking about it. Um, we, like me and Comrade, my assistant, were talking about it. And the first half was pretty much... I'll have the ball. I'm going to try and attack you. Get to the edge of the box. Breaks down. You have it. You have a go. And it was just, it was just that back and forward. There's a couple of times where they got a shot off. Keeper makes a save or hits a crossbar, but that was pretty much it for the half. It was just one of those where it's like this could end nil nil, or it could be like as it was in the end three two. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just goals yeah. everywhere or no goals at all. Um, and then. I think I think actually the difference in the second half was probably having Laura Waltman being able just having that ability from midfield to just pick the ball up and just to drive and to just dribble and I think for her first goal she dribbles past about four players and then hits it and 
I mean, knowing Gabby, she sets herself quite high standards. So I think she'd probably be wanting to do better with that. But then she does get a hand to it. So, but then that her la- Laura Waltman's last goal, the winning goal, she again dribbles. She intercepts it on the well, edge. Of, K- Kelechi's uh, notes say that she waltzed uh, <laughs> to snatch the points later on. A Waltman waltz, and yeah. it was very much like yeah. that. She and uh, he also raised the point in uh, the group chat today. Is she uh, a uh, well a chance for the the golden the gold medal this year? You go throw in some picks. Throw, throw, throw some uh, Laura Waltman. So she's already got one. Yep, she's that got a gold medal. back as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, correct. She's yeah. Playing, I think she's playing more as a ten. She's playing a ten now. Yeah. I mean, maybe what do you think, uh, Katie? Have you got oh. a? You, and and we'll say you can pick 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 one from uh, from Murdoch that you who's who's been your best performer this season apart from yourself? <laughs> no, 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 definitely not me, um, and not very often a centre back. Um, for me, probably Sam. Yep. Um, has been quite a standout for us and, and doing some really influential um, things on the pitch. Um, I think historically it's typically a nine, those scoring goals, um, so you can't look past, you know, a Tia or a Jamie Lee. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one from Red Stars um, because, again, they often are attacking through a number of different individuals, um, you know, the likes of um, Sarah Carroll leaving mid-season too doesn't quite help mm-hmm. someone like herself. Um, and then the likes of, you know, a Kim Carroll coming in later in the season um, after after the Perth season, or the Perth Glory season. So, um, yeah, it's a hard one because you would think someone like Red Stars should, someone from Red Stars should be up there, but it's hard to pinpoint an individual that, you know, well, Kagami was the yeah. yeah. That's what I was gonna say. That was the one that that uh, Kalichi and Josh have both mentioned. Obviously, she's yep. been absolutely she's been fantastic yeah, fantastic. Season. I actually think as well what you just mentioned about Sam Mathers is I think last year she wasn't she's more of like a bit bit part player mm. if you think about it. And I think she was the one that had to go and goal as well. Where oh, that's like, right. I we can we can almost around. you can do us a favour and we're okay with sacrificing. You're like you're not going to put Charlie Wayne right in goal. Last year, for example, but whereas it was okay for Sam to, uh, I I don't know if you would do that now oh, this year. No, you know what I mean? No I think way. you'd be silly to do that. No, I think you'd be very silly. Yeah. Well, I mean, when Stacey did go down at, towards the end Which of the time? game, about five um, minutes. She, I tell you what, like she was unbelievable. Like she she was. I thought she was out because she wasn't responsive. So I was trying to get her attention, and just then all of a sudden she's come to, and she refuses to go off. Refused even in the first half. She refused to to go off. Like she says, no, I'm fine. I'm not going anywhere. She was incredible. She was incredible. But like talking about Sam, um, yeah, I, I was quietly impressed. I can't say too much than that. But yeah, yeah. she she looked mm. so comfortable on the ball. Um, I think in terms of any, I mean, obviously it's hard to say when she played so many games in goals. But in terms of the improvement over a season, I don't think there's anyone in the league that I've I've seen better. I think it's also shifting where she's playing on the pitch. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she was jumping in as a left back, right back, um, doing a great job there. But with her jumping in as number nine, she's just can pull the strings a bit more. Um, and particularly as we're, we're pushing higher there, she's, you know, getting on the ball and holding it up and doing a fantastic job of it. Probably at the back at Perth was good was Poppy as well. She looks quite oh, yeah. Yeah. creative. Yeah. It's probably it, like I hate using the – Hate using analogies, but she's like a an old style Franz Beckenbauer from the back, just pushing just through, breaking lines. Um, she was good, but I think Sam 
Sam on Friday night was, yeah, definitely one of the best on the park. There's no doubt. I think as well it helped her, like how you said about the move-in positions, like as a younger player that will help her just have a bit of consistency yeah. and just learning each week, whereas opposed to it's like, oh, I'm going to do this this week, just, just kidding, I'm no right wing. And it just yeah. it just alters everything. So yeah, and having to play three sixty as opposed to yeah. one eighty yeah. makes yeah. a significant difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll got to wrap up this part one soon. It's been uh, fantastic having you you in, Katie. But we'll jump on to the last couple of games uh, of the women's NPL NTC Subi. Uh, Kalichi's got down here. I didn't catch any of it myself, but it looked like a tighter game than the three one suggested. Um, uh, probably just a couple of seconds, I, I guess, for for anyone on. Where, where Subiaca was sitting because they're not quite that team that you know you expect to just go and beat every week um, now, but they're, they're still not quite there where they're competitive every week. Uh, what, what's everyone's views when, when you're going into a Subiaco game? I uh, well, I mean, I don't, I don't verse them directly anymore, but I, I, I do remember versing them a, a while ago, where they were, I guess, what Curdie are now. So I think the credit, and they brought Greg in. And the credit has to, I think, has to go to Greg a little bit, who's just steadied the ship, brought in players he knows he can work with that will want to work. Um, and has just has just got an environment there, I, it seems like, from the outside, where they're, they're all in it together as well. So I think I think that's... And a couple of good players that have come yeah. in as well. Obviously, Mariana Tabane, she got the equaliser on the weekend after a uh, nice little Grace Johnston curler. Um, then uh, Iski Brooking and Tanika Lala uh, sealed the deal for the NTC. But yeah, but again, showing that it's it's not just done and dusted. Uh, unlike the uh, Red Star Romp, which we won't spend too much time on. Eleven nil this time over Curtin, which is one goal better than last week. Um, once again, we will say it's hats off to every single player that gets out there and and plays ninety minutes for for that Curtin side because they know they're up against it, and and it's probably going to be this way, but. For everyone that keeps turning out and putting in ninety minutes and doing the best they can, it's it's their chance at playing at the highest level, right? So I just I don't just, say that about refs. Uh, we, we do our I best. Try to. We do I, our best. I think I'm pretty balanced. If you, if you have a really Kalechi's really not. shit performance, especially when you referee them. <laughs> well, Kalichi, sorry, Kalichi as a player is very different. Horrible. To Kalichi as a human being. Oh. Yeah. yeah. There's it's white line fever at its best, really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You just get wait, him, on, wait you get him on that dog park and you get him over that white line. <laughs> wait wait, wait till yeah. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He doesn't like when we bash him when he's there. Uh, can't, can't, uh, doesn't have a right of reply. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I, I think that's just about all the, the time we've got um, here for – yeah, for, for part one, is was there any more for any more? Anything else you wanted to throw at us? Um, I just I had d- a question I, for I, Alex. You, okay, before you get to I that, I forgot about to say, and Kalichi's <laughs> got another note for me, but I forgot to say to the to the, the fans that the very first thing you told me as soon as you got in the booth was to shut up. And there's not many people <laughs> that step in this booth and just tell me to shut up. And I, I'm, 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 I'm all for very it. I, that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, what else did you want me to touch on there, uh, Producer Kalichi? Uh, just oh, of course. Um, so he, uh, <laughs> I've, I've done all the mum and mother and uh, all, all that sort of stuff. But um, play, and now he's looking at me like I'm an idiot, which I am. Uh, but yeah, playing now as a mother, uh, tell, tell us, tell us what's that like? Because there's there's obviously a lot of that a woman goes through. I assume in giving birth. I don't know the whole ins and outs of it, but I imagine it's quite um, quite difficult. And then, to, what are you shaking your head for Maybe. still? But then to to go from all that and then have the responsibility, obviously, of of raising this child, and then to get back to playing 
football as at as high a level as you do, that's that's some journey. And it's also just tough, like getting older and like everything hurts. <laughs> and I say this as an older player myself, right? And everything hurts. So it's like this entire process to recover and to be back. But you're playing at the highest level yeah. locally as well. Like it's it's huge kudos to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I think for me personally, I I wanted to prove that to myself that I could do that. Um, when, when I did fall pregnant and it was also not only for myself but others to see that and know that you can have a family and still play football. Um, you'll see it in, you know, the big leagues all across the world that women do it. Um, and so for me it was I wanted to prove it to myself that I could do that and I could come back. And also the fact that my daughter's been on the sidelines to watch some games is just incredible. Um, I've been able to walk out with her. Um, at the start of lineups. And, and so for me, you know, that's just absolutely amazing that she's able to, to watch me on the pitch. Yeah, um, that's How old is she now? She's 16 months. So she, you know, doesn't quite get it. Toddling um, around and starting to disappear as soon as you turn your back. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I've brought her down to training <laughs> a couple of times and she just runs after balls and has a fa- fantastic time. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty incredible to be able to, to get back to this, this level and be able to play at this level. Yeah, awesome. And uh, sorry, you had one final I did. question. It was, it was Alex. A, I'm looking forward to this. It was a bit of banter, really. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> um, it was more about the, the fouls tally. Um, so, you know, it was, uh, I think, 10 to 0. Um, 10 to 0? That can't be right. So, I, I mean. No, we say nil was, in this game. Oh, sorry, nil. No, no. Nil. 10 to 0 in free kicks, is it? Yeah. You just didn't get a free kick. Apparently I reckon not. that's that's wrong. Because I do recall three free kicks that you guys had. Okay. I was gonna say I feel like I watched you guys take a free kick. I yeah. just, I just, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I, you can't so count on streamers. So what have we learned? Can, I'll have a look and I'll text you. But figures can lie and lies can figure. Yeah, yeah. Assessment. Don't question this. No, no, no. I'm, I'm happy to uh, to admit when I'm wrong. But um, to be fair, to be fair, full time, you did have some very polite players come ask me some questions. Well, yeah. I won't say who, but... Um, I mean, I saw the conversations. I know who. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. And you know what? It's good because I want to. I want them to know that I'm a human being and I'm happy to answer. I'd rather them then go some... Like some referees have seen, don't talk to me. Like I need to be human back. Yeah. Um, but I think... Uh, I don't I'm think that joking. would be right. <laughs> 10 to nil. To be fair, if it's only 10 free kicks in a game, it must be a good game. zero when it's, you're talking about free 10 kicks. 10 to zero. All right, we'll go with zero. Okay, 10 to zero. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know I'm once sure. that I got fouled and you played on, so that was fine. I played, I played a lot of advantages. Um, and the reason I do that is because of the quality of the players. There's going to be certain games where I won't because I know the skill level won't be there. But ball comes out of Kalichi at level. Kalichi, there's so no, no advantages. <laughs> Just come back. But um, I'd the much game was rather so good. have that Yeah, we want anyway. the game to flow. We yeah. don't want – I don't want to use my no, whistle. No, no. The only time I should use it is for kickoffs, and that's, that's as well, much as I need I like it a game when we don't recognise the refs there at all. Oh, hopefully. And then you know it's a – I know I've done a good job at mum – or sorry, at – Melville University, Murdoch University, University mum, when Jonesy yeah. doesn't have a crack and Tracy Wheeler doesn't have a crack. So I didn't hear him. So it's actually quite a good game. One thing I did notice, and I will say, is a heater in the bench. Yes. Murdoch <laughs> University have got a heater and blankets oh. in the technical area. First time I've ever seen it. Brilliant. Yeah. I can't, I can't While Perth was sitting on the other side, absolutely freezing with nothing there. Oh, well played to him. Yeah, yeah well played to him. That's yeah. Jonesy. That's yeah, I know who it would have been. <laughs> 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 you're coming down to Murdoch, bring your portable. Yeah, Jonesy's good. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, credit to, to the girls. That they were fan- The women were fantastic. And it was actually a pleasure to referee. Um, I, first game I've gone home without a headache. So, um, yeah, it was good. It was really good.
All right. Well, thank you guys all for joining us uh, for part one. I, uh, as mentioned before, uh, predicted I would be coming uh, down with a little hamstring uh, tear uh, coming into the second half. So we've got the greatest man out there to come in and uh, sub in and replace me for part two. Tommy's uh, way. Which will be. <laughs> no, that's not Tommy. It's Josh Chite, but uh, you'll hear from him and the rest of the gang uh, after this. And before we dive back into part two, we just want to send a quick thank you out to Balance and Revive Massage Therapy, our latest sponsors here at the Perth Football Podcast. And if you want to get 10% off remedial and sports massages, just go and say hi uh, from the Perth Football Podcast. Use the code PFP23. Uh, that's PFP23. And you get 10% off all remedial and sports massages at Balance and Revive. You can find them in Carambine at 1 Hobson's Gate. And we're back with the replacements, but the best referee that we've got in WA, allegedly. Um, and we've also got Josh Chite. Josh Chite, welcome back, mate. How are you? I am so good. How are you doing? I'm terrific, mate. Feeling good. Team had a win. You had a win? Yeah, yeah. We had a win yesterday. And uh, some amateur hour as well, which we'll get onto later on. But to start with, we are going to go into the men's MPL. We did talk about the... Uh, Red Star and Stony Macedonia game in the full-time whistle, so you can go check out that on our Patreon, um, that little plug there, um, and get all of our insights from that game. But before we go into any other games, you, Nova, you were actually at the Balcata game as well, and you are, you saw, you mentioned already the red card and the yep. dogs that happened yep. there, but talk to us about the actual performance, mate, because um, Balcata got their first home win of the season. Yeah, it's good. So again, good luck charm for, for them, I suppose, with me there, but um, we'll t I'll take anything I can, but um, Katoro, his hat-trick, um, he showed a lot of class, just, just his movement off the ball, his finishing, I mean, his goals were great as well, but he was also really creative as well, so he was, he's definitely a player to look out for, and um, yeah, I think, I mean, people, I still think people are taking Balcata lightly, even though they're, you know, equal at the top, I mean, they're just, and being next to the bench, having Glenn Grostate and his coaching staff there, I will say one guy, he, he honestly, he looked like one of the Beatles, he had the cool sunnies on, he looked like it was like John Lennon as well. It was unbelievable. But um, Glenn Grostate is the coolest customer I've seen in terms of a, in a technical area. I don't think we heard boo from him, apart from when I nearly stepped on him. But, um, yeah, I mean, the team itself were just so good. Mate, you, you mentioned, you mentioned um, Yamamoto there. How does he kind of fit into their style of play? Because they've got this distinctive style, which is very much a case of we'll do some set pieces, we'll be very good at the long throws, we'll be very good at the corners, we'll get the ball, the ball out wide to the twins and try to whip some crosses in. So how does he kind of fit into that? Is he just that little maverick that plays like number 10? Yeah, he does. And and I think when you talk about you hit the nail on the head with, with getting the balls whipped in, he, he's just in the right spot. And this is the thing. He just he, he's times, he times his runs well. He he's he knows when to run. And, and his finishing is is, is amazing he just his touch was great to see and I was actually really really impressed at how good he was um, and I think that's something to, to look out for in the last uh, 10, 10 games I think it is now 11 games I think you've got to credit the job specifically that Glenn Grostate's done as well working those players and getting those players together and getting them working together and particularly getting the best out of Kataro Yamamoto obviously there's going to be the language barrier we know when he came he's here to learn English we know when he came over that he didn't speak a lot of English but we saw them in in preseason in the night series and the team really isn't that much different from what we saw in the night series when they they didn't look they, they look competitive but they definitely looked like 
the weaker team in most of those games, and now he's got them, you know, second in the ladder, basically with the same group of players. And you have to credit the work that they've done over the course, over that preseason, then over the course of the season as well. Yeah, I think I think just with that, and, and again, you said it. Like you look at names on paper, and, and you know you wouldn't you wouldn't tip them to win many matches, but just the way they play, um, and like you said, Glenn's got them to play in a specific way, and it's like his sides are always organised as well. Yeah, they're organised, but he he puts them in a position in terms of each player to where he's going to get the best out of them. So. He, he knows where a Tongi can fit. He knows where a Katara can fit. Um, he knows, you know, where these players, you know, and even uh, TK, again, similar thing. You know, you've got probably the two of the oldest players in the back in the league, but they're just, you know, incredible. I mean, when you've got Dunfei up front and basically these two guys have just closed him out, but obviously a mistake that occurred, but, you know, kept him to, to not much. It just shows that, you know, what, what that coaching staff and Glenn himself have done. A quick word on Englewood. Did anything that you saw or noticed? Obviously, they've got a big game coming yeah. up, which we'll preview later on. Um, and they've just been a little bit more jackal and hide. And again, speaking to Karen as well, Sean mentioned um, that they've had a bit of an injury crisis and, and situations like that. Is that something that you saw maybe with their bench as well? I think I think more so, and, and you see it round by round in terms of their results, inconsistency. But even in the games themselves, they go into patches. So all of a sudden, they, they'll be on top for 20, 30 minutes. But then they just go. They just disappeared. And, and you just don't know what where they've gone. So that consistency of, of what they're doing just disappears. So they, they, were, they were good in patches. But then when they, were, when they weren't playing where they should be, it just came out. And that's when Balcata just took advantage of it. Yeah. Well, look, uh, Ingle do have that game in the Australia Cup. I think their position is – who are they playing? Sorrento, I think it is. Yeah, Coburn, Floriot, Sorrento. Perfect. That is a terrific transition for us to talk about Sorrento. They had a late um, late loss against Perth SC. Did you manage to see any of the highlights or goals from that one, Josh? I did. It's a pity that the uh, the winner went in like it did. Uh, not 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 to, not because there's any ill feelings for Ethan Banks who scored the winner, but uh, it was a great strike. And was it was it a save? A save onto yeah. onto the crossbar of uh, Jeremy Embar. Uh, before that, uh, yeah, big time save. Um, interesting. So, is, is that the uh, is that the first three points under Danny Hay? Is that right? It is the first three points under Danny Hay, and it's interesting that he had Ethan Banks um, starting in that game as well. Because when we did the interview with him, he mentioned he specifically mentioned Ethan Banks out as one of the exciting prospects there, and his his finish in the first half is just this really unerring, really confident finish. And yeah, it, it, it had like it had a finish that some someone like Darren Nicole would have done with that finish. So maybe he's shown some promise as well. Yeah, that was a great finish actually, that, that opening goal. Um I I did watch the highlights before, I just can't And Sam Cook remember Sam Cook's yeah, got Sam a penalty Cook's as well for them. So I, we'll just insert that insert here right now. Yeah, so Sam's Cook scored that winner. Uh, sorry. Scored the pen. So Sam scored Cook scored the pen. The pen. Um, I think that that made it 2-1 or 2-2? 2-1. 2-1. Yeah, because yeah, Sorrento scored in like the 86th yeah. and then they scored basically straight off the kickoff. Yeah. What yeah. do they say after scoring a goal? You're your most vulnerable right after scoring a goal. And it pretty much was like they kicked off, took a couple touches back, and then Barwin and did that what he did. You know, it's the most annoying thing they say at kickoff. It's nil-nil, especially when they're 4-0 up. That's the most annoying thing. That's horrible. Mate, I will say stop. that against Jundal up this time. Is, is, is that a... Is that yeah, a... No, well, you've, you've, I wasn't saying it's nil-nil, so but I was saying, bad. boys, stay hungry. Boys, stay That's hungry. That's okay. I don't mind that, but nil-nil. Is, is, that, is that a more annoying cliche than 2-0 is the most dangerous lead in football? <sighs> yes and no. 
Yeah, that's horrible. My, well. my my least favorite one is they don't want it. They don't, they want, don't it, want it. He doesn't yeah, want someone it. Someone takes it back. Oh, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. And then and then they go and they like take the touch past you and they smack it in the top corner and they go, actually, he did indeed want it. Speaking of someone who absolutely wanted it, uh, Wacko Jacko. He absolutely had a terrific performance. He scored a hat trick, not just any hat trick, a perfect hat trick. Um, after we talked about him being one of the most selfish players in the uh, in the NPL, he scored. He got a hat trick of assists, and now he's got a hat trick of goals as well. And Armadale look really good right now, guys. They look really good. They're sitting in fourth position as well. Yeah, they do. And uh, I mean, Chris has been good too. It is the goals he scored, he scored with him. Headers. Um, you know, he looks he looks sharp. Um, and you're right, they, they look dangerous. Um, that you know, four 0 win against Glory is not easy. Um, to, to beat them, they're, they're glory an organised side um, under under John, um, and and then you got John on the other end, uh, O'Reilly, who's just got these guys marching marching on and marching strong as well. When I, when I went back and watched the highlights of the Coburn game from the week before, I thought Chris may have been charitable uh, with with one of his three assists that he gave to himself, but uh, I think the third goal against glory that he scored is just incredible like he picks up the ball in midfield he spreads it out wide and then he gets back on the end of the cross it was it was honestly like you watch the highlights and you just go jesus this was a, a tour de force yeah and, and i think i think i think the way that they're playing they have been the entertainers all season and they've scored the most goals in the league as well um as they tighten the defense up maybe that can be the difference for them because they're in it with a chance to win the league here they're just a point behind um on the other end, Perth Glory, I think the stat is they are without a win in five or they're winless in four. So what 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 do they need to do? Uh, obviously, when you have that young team, um, results are going to fluctuate. And I think preseason start, started today for the yep. Perth Glory first team. So we could see um, the likes of um, Kalama Jakadumi, who is now you know in that first team setup, potentially missed time. 40. For, yeah. yeah um, there's a few. I think... You're right. They're going to lose a lot because they've got not only have they got the West Ham game, but they've also got the F, the Australia Cup qualifier in Darwin. So they're going to lose a lot of these players potentially because the West Ham game and the the, the Australia Cup qualifier are two or three days apart. So they're, they're going to have to split the team somehow. So there's going to have to be some here, some here mm. for the West Ham game and some. So again, they're going to be losing players, and and you know it's not going to be easy when. And they haven't made a lot of new signings for the first team yet, have they? Yeah, and they, no, correct. Well, they don't have a no, coach. No, no, well, they haven't got a. Well, they have interim at the moment, but again, I mean, they're going to be coming up. I'm pretty sure against a pretty hungry Bayswater that need the points, um, and it's not going to be an easy game to to play against. I think I think it's Bayswater this week. Yeah, so you, you're right. It's um, you know they're they it's dangerous times because again they're only. They're only what they're equal second last and, and only two points from the bottom, and that's not where you want to be. And of course, they can get relegated because we yeah, absolutely we do have we do have teams out in over east where yeah. they're MPL two, MPL yeah, they one, play, yeah. yeah, they play in the lower leagues, MPL three at one stage. So yeah, what 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 would that mean for for Glory from from your perspective, Nova, if their team did get relegated to the second tier? Surely it becomes more attractive for some of those players to stay and go play in different MPL teams to make sure they're playing at the for me. It's level. good because I'm hoping to referee state league next year, so I'll referee Perth Glory. So that would be good. But um, uh, again, it's 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 difficult because you're part of a part pathway you're an academy an academy that goes into an a-league side irrespective of what league they're playing in that they're going to need to be there um is it going to be a different type of football that the, yeah absolutely state league one to mpl is a different type of football you're talking about a lot tougher league in terms of 
challenges in terms of how certain state league teams play in, con- in comparison to, to MPL. So it's going to be a different ball game again. Does does the playing style change now for them if they, if they start to get cold feet about whether they can stay in the league playing with with the the level of you know, openness that they do currently? Oh, that's up to the two coaches, John and Steve, um, what they do. I mean, do they need to get points to stay up? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm thinking you probably need another three or four wins to, to be safe, um, another you know, 10 points potentially to, to survive um, the way things are going. And don't forget, it's not just bottom that goes down because second last is in a playoff. Mm. So that's the dangerous thing in that playoff spot. Strong teams in Div 1 as well. I think it's between 8 and 11 currently on the same points. So, yeah, uh, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, you, you wouldn't want to play Mandra. You wouldn't want to play Frio. West, you wouldn't play West Western Knights. Knights at the moment. I wouldn't want to be playing any of them. Um, I've seen a lot of their games. And Frio at the moment are just unbelievable. Mandra's the same. Um, and, and as are you know, Western Knights, there's some absolute quality there. Um, going into the another game that was – a pretty interesting scoreline was Floriot Athena zero Olympic Kingsway three. Now, obviously, this is a derby that's close to your heart as well, yeah, yeah. Nova. So, Very. like, I don't want to say that it's a shocking result because of the league and the games and the, and the scorelines that we've seen. But losing three at home, especially on the way that they've been going up, they've they've performed really really well in the last few weeks. Um, Kingsway haven't had a lot of fixtures most recently. Obviously, they had the bye, or they awesome. had the yeah the bye last week. Um, so to come back after their poor performance where they got absolutely beaten to shreds by um, by Red Star to come out there and get that 3-0 win. That's huge for Kingsway, which leaves them still within touching distance of the top four, which is where they were looking at at the start of the season. In fact, it leaves them touching distance of the league title. I think it's interesting, like you said, Kingsway had the week off where uh, Floriot had three games in seven days because they had the midweek Australia Cup match as well. And they've got a game this the tomorrow or t- day yeah after. <laughs> yeah that's right so again so they're gonna it's it's gonna be tough for them um, shock results yeah yes probably in terms of how it went about both teams in terms of it being three yeah it, to be fair it could have been three nil either way as well the way these two teams have been so inconsistent in terms of their results both have got some great players in their sides um, but again it's it you know it's We've said it before. With Flory, an age, you know, they're an aging side at the moment, and all these games in a row, are they going to take it out of them? I don't know. As they get towards the end of the year, it might be tough. Yeah, goals for Liam Murray, um, for Karen Byrne, not David Byrne, Karen Byrne, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, a, and, a, and a breakaway goal by Finale as well, kind of wrapped the points up for them. Um, and I think the last game that we want need to mention is yeah, Bayswater City versus Coburn City, where it ends up one one. <sighs> A, a set piece goal that um that Coburn scored Jesse Lazaro big time ball into the far post big header could the goalkeeper have done a little bit better Specker is out for another six more weeks that's tough for them no Domfe who I think is out for the entire season that's tough for them um, Dumba Dumba sorry no Dumba oh, you don't, don't all look the same they don't, we don't all look alike um, <laughs> you had to Dumba. get it back or, 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 or play for the same team or, or play for the same team they're both number nines um, yeah. Dumba's out for the entire season, yeah, but yeah. Gordon Smith probably had a decent week, a better week than Daryl Nickel, where he scored a goal and his team got a point. So, yeah. but yeah, still, still not too sure what to make of of Bayswater City. But at the same time, it's good to stop the rot and and stop having the losses. And you know, we mentioned last week that a good side kind of shuts things down, and and I think they did their job there. I saw the I saw the highlights. Obviously, wasn't at the game. Uh, I did run into Steve McDonald, uh, the Coburn coach, the next day. He was down. Uh, he coaches uh, MPL on the Saturdays, and he's down uh, being the game leader for his uh, kids' mini ruse on the 
on the Sunday, and he uh, reckons he enjoys that a hell of a lot more at the moment. But I'm not surprised. But uh, but he he was he was saying a little bit. You know, they they've had some issues with players in and out of the squad from Coleman. They got a few back. I think they've still got the Baker brothers over in Ireland. Yeah. Um, who you're on an extended extended family holiday uh, in the middle of the season, which uh, you know always helpful. Yeah, coach is always tearing the hair out at stuff like that, but it does happen. Um, and he, he was just he was going through the, the Bayswater players, but he said T boy camera was sensational, and you saw him set up that goal for for Gordon Smith. He said he was just unplayable. So if they can get players like that into form, then uh, they'll be looking good. But they also had some issues as well with Cam Edwards who. Uh, when they had that run, he really solidified them in centre midfield and he had a bit of an issue with his hammy, I heard. so. I wanted to bring up, because he's brought up probably every week and I hate it. No, I don't, only kidding. Friday Zico, I did see on TikTok on, or on Facebook one of the dirtiest nutmegs on him I've ever seen. Oh, send it to <laughs> us. I have. T-Boy, absolutely. I, I would have actually asked Macca, I need to come off because this is just ridiculous. T-Boy, I think T-Boy's put it, I'm sure it was on Facebook, it was it was dirty. It, it came with dirty underwear, it was that bad, I think. It was the, the worst nutmeg I've ever seen. He's he's actually rolled it with his studs through his legs. Oh, fantastic. You would just say, mate, I've got to come off now. Is it one of those ones where you're like, mate, he has a family. Why yeah, would you do yeah, this to Don't him? embarrass the poor bloke with streamer there. It was, yeah. I'm pretty certain I'll, I'll find it and I'll send it to you. I've, right, I've ruined Friday, Sunday. This <laughs> He's getting it on the Saturday yeah, as well. The, he was <laughs> ruining his Saturday. Nova comes in and does a little drive-by on yeah. him. Is it, it was, wasn't it? It was the boys in the hood style, that one. <laughs> his, <laughs> his, his Tuesday's all gone. How can we ruin every other day of the week for oh, Friday's eco? jeez. Um, but look, we also have some fixtures coming away um, before we get on to everyone's favorite part of the show, which is Amateur Hour. Um, it's the Australia Cup Games this weekend, and we got some notes from Tommy. So huge shout out to Tommy. Where uh, Sar- I, I was just looking at that. I was going, has Kalichi done all that work? There is no chance. No, I did all that work. The work before, I did. But that work, no, no. Um, so Tommy's added that Sorrento are looking to get back to the semifinal stages after getting knocked out at this stage for each of the last um, four or three editions of oh. the Cup. Lost to Floriot on pens, lost to ECU in 2021, and then last year, of course, they lost. Last year, of course, they lost to uh, Coburn in extra time. Inglewood's never made the round of 32, made the semi-final in 2016, but lost 9-2 N I N E slash T W O two to Floriot. Um, and the other one that he wanted to note was that all three teams are at the bottom half of the league now. This that, is really, that would be four teams, right? All four teams. Sorry. Four teams. Um, what What's really interesting about this is. From a player's perspective, I've I've been in teams before where you have that cup run, and when you have that cup run, people still turn up to training, and people still are having a good time. When you you know you've got something to play for, you've got some sort of incentive that makes you turn up and try to impress the coach and make sure the trainings are good. I remember the the the, the week before we had our cup final a couple of years ago, I think we had thirty five players down for training that weekend. That that week being like, coach, I'm ready to I'm ready to make that squad. But the couple of weeks before that might have been like ten or twelve or six kind of thing um, and so this is probably another opportunity for players to make a claim and have something to look forward to in terms of a cup final in terms of a trip um, to the other side of, uh, of the country and also to kind of have a break from potentially fighting a relegation battle as well yeah yeah absolutely and I think that the big one for the players is the trip away it's it's always interesting being at the draw because they want to be drawn out second um, but again, depending on what you're going to do, I mean, s- still to this day, I think at MPL level or MPL state slash state league level, Sorrento, the only team to go past the round of 32. No one's gone past it when I think it was they beat Canberra Olympic 
here at Sorrento. <clears throat> so again, it's it's something that you know they look forward to. But again, the the incentive to to be able to play in a semi final. But again, you still got a final to play as well, which. Hopefully, fingers crossed, um, it, it'll be at, at, at a new at a new centre, uh, the final, that which would be an exciting thing to be part of as well. So, yeah, it's uh, all to play for, that's for sure, in these games. It'll be a first big game at the State Football Centre. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there could be one just before it, but in terms of in terms of um, men's, it probably would be. Yeah. So yeah, if you are listening to this on the Tuesday, you'll still have an opportunity to go out there and catch the fixtures. I'm just making sure I get the right fixtures. So it's Inglewood United versus Sorrento FC uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, or today, Tuesday, um, at 7 p.m. at Inglewood Stadium. And then on Wednesday, it's Coburn City versus Florida Athena at uh, Del Matanuk Park on the Wednesday at 7 p.m. Um, but before we wrap up this episode of the Perth Football Podcast, gentlemen, uh, some amateur hour Apparently, there were some red cards and a yellow card. Josh, we'll start with yourself. Uh, tell us what happened in, uh, in your amateurs game or the amateur out of that you want to talk about. A yellow card to everybody's favorite Sunday League's internet Facebook personality, Chris Brady, mouthing off at the referee. This man, he, then, he then proceeded to step behind the rope and leave the bench. That's what he did. He just stepped behind the yeah, rope. Yeah, he was like, I am, I am done. I am done. I, I told him I'm mentioning on the podcast. He just stepped he didn't, is that, is that fine? Well, you can go where you want, um, I suppose, but was he coaching or playing or? It's really unclear. He was he was on the bench. It was like, I don't know, the, the team manager. That doesn't say much in Sunday League, like though. That. Everyone sits on the bench yeah. these days. Man. But um, yeah, if he's, if he's a coach, people vaping on the bench. Can, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> not not while you were refereeing, Nova. You would have stopped it. If, if I, I'd be smoking shish on the bench, don't worry about it. I, I, but I, um, in terms of, yeah, I mean, if he's, yeah, you can get booked. But then if he goes stands by and doesn't mean he can't get booked again. He's still in the card. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've, he probably I, I, thought he'd get behind there and abuse more, but it doesn't work like that. No, nah, he, 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 he learned his lesson. He stopped, he stopped quick, abusing. He stopped quickly. But I, I do have um, a, a positive. Can you, give us, can you give us the context behind him abusing the referee? Shameful, Chris Brady. Shameful. We're going to send you a naughty boy <laughs> once we get this merch. So um, it, it was one where their player had like clearly handballed it and it got missed. Their player then got fouled. The referee but he had like the ball between his legs. So the referee's then given, like hasn't, I don't think he's really said what's going on. And then he's given a indirect free kick to us for the player keeping the ball between his legs. Here's the best part is I've got a picture of who the referee was. And so we want to get a real time, a real time reaction from Nova once he sees who who the referee was and see what he thought about it. That guy. I do want to say I do want to say something. I do want to say something really. You positive. liked him. You, you, oh, like, you, rated, him. you rated him. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've actually got proof here where someone said, "Yeah, we had that referee before," and someone said, "Hey, you rated him." And read, read what I said. So you lied. Oh, no, 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 no. I just said thank you. I said thank you for coming down oh, and being a you. referee. Yeah, 
telling me what he thought of the referee. And yeah. I said, oh, I never said that. I just said, thank you so much for being down and refereeing because he had to do two games in one day. And I appreciate it. But we all did. Try doing it at Jaguars ground like I had to. Don't worry about it. I would love to be at that I'm just saying he did two games in one day. And I just said, I appreciate yeah, it. I never, I never said he was Yeah, you're probably right. anything yeah, else. Yeah. I just said, mate, I appreciate the fact that you came and did two because it would have been really hard to not have a referee. That's all I said. I thought the referee had a fine game. I have no idea what Chris Brady was going win? on about. We did win. They were denied a, a, a late a late goal because of an offside. That was flagged uh, by our club linesman. However, never lied. How, how, however, I did get it. They had the game on VO. Was it correct? Did, I got an admission from uh, the other side uh, from Kingsley. An apology uh, as well. Today, an apology. Yeah, an, good. An admission that uh, it was indeed offside. Yeah, good. Oh well, that's Lovely. credit to I, them. I do. I do want. I do want to say something very positive about Kingsley. I hurt my uh, my finger there. It's very Ooh, it's bruised. Yeah, black yeah. And blue in yeah. Uh, the warm up before the reserves game because I went in goals uh, from a long absence. Clearly far too long because I don't know how to handle yeah. the ball anymore. And uh, well, I'm glad you said it. I do. I do have to say a big thank you to. Uh, podcast sponsor from Balance and Revive, Rhiannon Hopkins, who, uh, despite not being a member of my team, did shout out to Riri. To, did yeah, happen to uh, tape up the finger for the first team game. So thank you very much, Riri. We'll uh, go. We'll leave all the finger jokes aside. <laughs> there, Nova. You also had a uh, incident. I, incident. Can I say game. what I will start with? And I've never ever had. Well, two things I've never had before. I had two goals in the first minute of play. So Quinana had scored in the 19th second. Wembley, go, let's get started, let's start. Went up, another ball, long ball, and they scored in the 59th second. So it's the quickest two goals I reckon I've ever seen. Two goals in the first? 59 seconds, yeah. The ball hit the net 59 seconds. That's absolutely – that yeah, sounds like crazy. match fixing, mate. Yeah. Well, if, I seriously, I'm I'm just, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is if that happened in Nigeria, yeah. we'd be like, ah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm not going to even – there's some things I've seen what – player of the match get as well. There's some beauties out there, let me tell you. I so, get a couple of good ones. But yeah, I did. I uh, It's the first time I've ever had to send off a substitute. So that was interesting. And and I didn't say anything in a bad way. I asked him asked because he was up and down and, and had a crack at me about a decision. And that's fine. I said, listen, are you a sub? Yeah. Can you sit down, please? Oh, f Right. Don't bother about sitting down now. You can just go... <laughs> You can now have that and go on the other side of the fence. So, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, you know, you, end of the day, you can't talk to referees like that because it just you know, it starts a standard as well. But credit, and I will say credit to Quinana because from Mark, the coach, through to the great man winning goals, Luke uh, Higgins, the president, he had, he had to play in goals. They've just got no players available. And to take all three points from Wembley at Wembley's ground, who actually play that ground quite well, um, they it's, did. They've really made well. it such a tight pitch for yeah. some strange reason. They've got such a good young side. Quick, quick they've got side. a really, honestly, they've yeah. got a good young yeah. quick side. Yeah. And they've made the pitch it's so really skinny, narrow. Yeah. yeah, it's really skinny. So it's, it, you know, for me, um, Quinana took it to their own advantage. And, and basically, the, some of their players were great. Quinana, their captain. And I'll tell you right now, Sean Troops. Should be playing in the NPL. Is, is that the captain? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think he used to yeah. play for Glory. He used to play for Glory. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what should a be player. playing in the NPL. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, NPL teams go down and watch Quinana does, play. Doesn't mind a chat, which is good. I, and neither do I. So as he's aware of, we, we already got a yellow card. No, no, I didn't. Okay. Because end of the day, we had a proper conversation. Well, a conversation that was on equal terms, and similar to a lot of the players, I would go back and forth until it went a bit silly. Um, a being told I need a brain or being called pathetic, but that's okay. That's when it gets a little bit more, bit more fun and colours start to come out. But 
yeah, it, going back to what you said, the naughty boy was the substitute. Um, it's good. Saved water, didn't need a shower. So it was, yeah, straight in. Fun fact, I've been sent off as a substitute. Why though? Same? Found abusive? Nah, so this is a new segment in the podcast where it's called Bassanova. Ladies and gentlemen, you won't hear what's been said. You'll hear a nice ambient music. And then, <laughs> and then when the music is done, we'll come back. We thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for your patience. Your current hold time is 15 seconds. Enjoy this moment of relaxation, and we'll be right back to the podcast. That That's actually quite a... <laughs> It was actually funny because funny you say that talking about subs. So I did ask Mark, the Quinana head coach, I said, "Have you got any at halftime? Have you ha- have you got any subs?" He goes, "Well, no, you sent him off." So I'm like, <laughs> after I found I out, they only had one sub on the bench. They had they had five, but four of them were from the resis. He was the only fresh one that oh, wasn't okay. hadn't played apparently. So the rumor goes, and I've gone, yeah, it's not bad. It's actually quite good. I don't mind that banter. It's good. So. um yeah, and, and obviously, uh, yeah, it was very, very good. But your story was, it's well played. And no one is going to hear that. Um, but yeah, going back to it, Sean Troop should absolutely be playing. Yeah, the great player. He is, he is great player. He's ridiculous. But all the way, I, actually, I've, their I've, midfield, how that, that's their first win is still beyond me. Because, and I said it to the guys, like, you guys should be getting points the way, if you just play like they, that. They got really unlucky against us. They had a they got a 2-2 draw against East Perth with a last-minute free kick yep. to score. Their number nine used to play for Armadale as well. One of their midfielders used to play yes, for Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Another one. Um, and then against us, there was a last-minute free kick that they could have scored as well. Jamie Sarah pulls off this great save. They're yep. 1-0 up and then just concede like goals. But they are ridiculously short-staffed and I they think are, they've yeah. also got a FIFO issue which a lot of clubs in FIFO issue apparently a player is going to a state league club now um, so they've lost another one but again they yeah if they play the way they did they, they, they yeah. look good honestly if, really if, you're, good. if you're a side down towards the, the down towards that I'd be, I'd be stressing. Go, go, oh, go watch him. And go watch Sean. Sean she should be yeah. playing the NPR. He, he, well, he's I, not he a standout player when they had the amateur team Come out to Cal. I thought he was the best player in that team. Yeah, he, he, Def, definitely not Ukulechi. No, he he's good. He's good, and and, he, and he's a pleasure to, to referee as well. Because like, yeah, as much as there's a bit of banter, it's it's harmless, and you know, it, it keeps me awake anyway. But yeah, well, look, any more for any more, gentlemen? No, good. I'm all good. I'm all good too. Lovely. Thank you so much, boys. You take care. It's going to be a, an interesting way to name this episode of the Perfectable Podcast. Um, and yeah, if you enjoyed this and you want to listen to more of the stuff that we do as we do, um, pull it out. Get onto the Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash Perth Football Podcast. Get onto that and um, get subscribed. And yeah, give us one Kalichi coffee a month. Bye.